morning. Good morning. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we are, we're kind of going um, different direction today because there's so much going on in our country, in our states, in the world, and it needs to be addressed. We don't we aren't hearing anything being addressed about the lawlessness and the just pure evil that's going on in um, especially our country right now. So we, um, we are going to be pulling from God's word um, and discussing these things. Um, and this is going to be part one of two parts. Uh, we felt, gosh, we might even have to go three parts depending on how much we get into. But there's a lot to cover. Oh, man, so much, so much to cover. But what we're seeing, we just don't feel like people are getting the truth at all. Um, So let's pray over this Bible study and these words and discussion and um, and then go forward. Ready? Yep. Lord Jesus, we just ask that your presence be here, that you speak through us any way that you see fit, that your word will resonate. To anybody that listens to this, we pray, Heavenly Father, for your power and authority to move mightily um, around us. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to talk about you and your word, your son, your glory, the good news, and really what's going on and what's to come. We love you so very much and we give you the praise and credit and glory and everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so... One of the things that I posted on a couple of my media sites a couple days ago was we're seeing a lot of people bowing down and kneeling to these lawless people. Uh, One of the things when I was praying that really jumped out at me is Satan has always been after God's throne, his power, his authority, um, and he's wanted God's praise. And we're seeing that Satan is moving swiftly (laughs) through our communities, through our towns, our cities, our states, and our country. People are bowing down before lawlessness and pure evil. Um, That is unacceptable. Um, Pastors and people that um, are Christians and have been avid speakers of God's word have even jumped in and jumped on this bandwagon of media blackouts and this stuff that we're standing in solidarity with these people. It's like they're being lawless. Mm. They're destroying people's lives. They're destroying businesses and stealing things that don't belong to them. They didn't pay for it and they sure didn't work for it. Um, So what are they standing in solidarity with, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was really hard for me to deal with because people that uh, I admired and we've listened to them in person and that kind of stuff, it was hypocritical and disappointing to see that they jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. Um, so let's just jump in here. Um, the first scripture we're going to read is from Jeremiah 5, uh, 30, verse 31. And what it says is... An appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule at their direction. My people love to have it so, but what will you do when the end comes? 
Well, <laughs> we are definitely in the end times. Mm-hmm. We are seeing it. We're living it out, which is exciting and scary at the same time. We've yeah. had numerous conversations about this before, that we're living out biblical history, and we're seeing these things that, you know, coming to pass that I never thought I'd live to see the day. Um, and I see the terror and the fear on people, um, and that makes me sad and angry at the same time. It's that spiritual anger. Um, so that part's, I don't know, we just got to discuss it. We need to talk about it, and people need to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. So they're not afraid. <clears throat> well, and God's people don't need to be afraid. But mostly, we are supposed to have power and authority over this. We're supposed to be able to battle because the war's already won. Mm-hmm. So, the next scripture we're going to read from is Jeremiah six thirteen through 15. Which says, For from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain, and from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall. At the time that I punish them, they shall be overthrown, overthrown, says the Lord. Well, we definitely see how lawless people are, and they don't even think twice about it. Yeah. They're destroying our history and defacing mm-hmm. monuments that have been part of our history for hundred plus years and they're good monuments signifying good things yeah that it's not even has nothing to do with the slavery crap which by the way let's be honest the whites helped free the slaves and there were more white slaves back then than there were blacks and this isn't a race issue and i'm not trying to make it a race issue but there are more whites that are killed by cops and blacks yeah but yet these people feel entitled And it's not just blacks doing this, it's whites and blacks, and I guess there's solidarity in that. But it's an evil solidarity. It's lawlessness, it's rebellion, and it has nothing to do with God. They're destroying anything and everything good about this country. Um, And it makes me angry. Yeah, and it's also wrong because they're bowing down to man. Yep. And they're bowing down to evil. It'd be one thing if they were trying to honor God. And actually unite as people created by God. Right. But they're not. Nope. It's white people feeling guilty because of the color of their skin, which is ridiculous. Then it's blacks feeling entitled. And it's... And and everyone's kind of killing everybody. Yeah. But here's the thing is... (laughs) God created us as one body. We're supposed to be different and unique. Mm -hmm. And none of us should feel guilty about that. No. And nobody... Nobody has a right to make us feel guilty because God created us, created us perfectly and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. He did that. Yeah. And that's not just the four of us sitting here. It's everybody in the entire world. Yeah. And instead of looking at the bigger picture, they're being selfish and they're allowing guilt, which, by the way, is from Satan mm-hmm. himself. God doesn't bring on guilt. He, yeah. He'll... He'll convict you mm-hmm. of your sin, but he will never put guilt on you. That is from Satan himself. So you yeah. see Satan working 
very well through people that are so misled that it is absolutely terrifying to see the masses being so misled. Yeah. You don't even... Oh, I gotta calm down. <laughs> Take a walk. Take a walk. So... The next part that we're going to read is out of Matthew 7. And there's quite a few that need to be talked about here. So the first um, part of Matthew 7 is going to be 12 through 13. And it's talking about, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Um, If people are doing evil things, understand that those things will be brought back onto you. People have the right to defend their families, their mm-hmm. properties, and their businesses. If you're doing evil to them, don't expect good things to happen because of your lawlessness. Yeah. That is not how it's going to go. No. And eventually, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then we have Matthew seven thirteen. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter it, enter by it, are many. That's what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. There's far less Christians being vocal about what's going on, which makes me mad because we are not supposed to be weak. We're not supposed to be cowardly. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be bold in our faith. We're supposed to be trusting that God will have us covered. And I know that we discuss it, and we know God has us covered, mm-hmm. but we aren't supposed to be closing our doors to viruses. Or to destruction, we're supposed to be standing watch. Yeah. We're supposed to be defending, mm-hmm. speaking up, and not cowering in the corner. Yeah, because this the scripture that comes to my mind, it's not on our sticky notes, but it's I believe it's in James where it says, Resist the devil. Mm-hmm. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And the word resist also means to rebel or to stand against. Yeah. It's not supposed to be this passive thing, it's active rebellion against evil, against Satan, against this world. Right. It's not standing by and watching things happen and saying that that's peace because that's not peace. Right. And it's not, you know, people are saying, well, God's in control. Well, that's partially true. And I didn't, I didn't think about getting scriptures to back this up and we might have to throw that into uh, part two. But God gave his people authority over this earth. Mm-hmm. He told us to have authority over the beasts and the birds and the land and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So how are we taking authority and control over this world when we're letting Satan and his demons run rampant? Yeah. You know, that... Yeah. I don't Yeah, we're we're looking at each other going, Okay, who wants to talk next? Yeah, well, I think it's in Revelation we're gonna have to find the scripture and stuff, but it's talking about how God's people, his saints, they will rule and judge the earth. Yeah. In the end that is what we're gonna be doing. Right. It's not oh we can't judge people. That's what we're gonna be doing. And right now our place is to warn people of what's coming and give mm-hmm. them an opportunity. Jesus already did that. Yeah. He redeemed us. But he doesn't tell us to stay in our sin. He tells us to run away from our sin. Mm, You can't continue to live sinfully. And people are like, well, we're sinners. Well, no, we were sinners. Then we've been redeemed. And now we're supposed to start living and working out our salvation in 
make ourselves as perfect as we as we possibly can because later on as we get to the end of this you will hear scriptures on why we need to do that yeah and i think that that's going to have to be a whole nother podcast talking about the differences between sinners and the righteous because there is a difference and the bible Mm -hmm. makes it clear it's not christians are sinners right because that says that jesus doesn't have the power to redeem us from our sin right which is not true so i think that that's going to be a whole nother podcast (laughs) part three (laughs) part five ten a four-parter or something but no i i understand completely what you're saying um so then continuing in matthew 7 we're at verse 15 Or it says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. And we're seeing that too. Mm -hmm. We see people like uh, Reverend uh, Al Sharpton going to these black communities and just making things worse. Why he has that label, I don't know. Because he is not a reverend. He is not of God. There's nothing godly about him. He owes millions in taxes and he still walks free. Sorry, that that's not of God, and that that reverend title should be absolutely removed from any part of him. Yeah, he's yeah. not a representative of God. No, and there's a lot of pastors that call themselves pastors or priests or whatever that are er- not even close to representing God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't even read His full Word. They pick and choose which scriptures to use to make people feel better about themselves. And those people that believe that they're being told instead of verifying all of it in the word of God are headed for destruction. They won't know what to do when the end comes. No. Mm -hmm. Because they don't warn them. No. They they don't. Mm -mm. Uh, Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says another of... I'm sorry, I was jumping ahead here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing. Yeah. And what a horrible sentence to hear from Jesus Christ. Yeah. That that is the one phrase that absolutely terrifies me. Because I will think that I have done everything right, done all the quote unquote good things and good deeds by what helping one person, but then you see lawlessness and people that are jumping on that bandwagon like mm-hmm. we were just talking about Thinking that they're doing something good by standing in solidarity, and that is not, that is not the case. Because Jesus is going to look at you and say, I don't know you. You're not of me. You went your own direction. You didn't follow my word. You didn't do anything I asked you to do. Yeah. You didn't stand boldly in faith. You didn't truly have a relationship with me. Nope. You're not welcome here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're supposed to be keeping God's commandments. And when you're murdering, when you're stealing, when you're lying, when you're dishonoring your parents, you're breaking all of those commandments, which mm-hmm. is clearly not God's will. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we, the next scripture we got to read from is Isaiah 44. 
18, right? Yep. Okay. They know not, nor do they discern, for he, for he has shut their eyes, so that they cannot see, and their heart, and their hearts, so that they cannot understand. Well, we definitely see that, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are thinking they're doing something good, and it's not remotely close to good. Um, <clears throat> it says throughout the Bible that sinners and people that stay in rebellion and that kind of stuff, God's going to give them over to their evil passions. Mm-hmm. He's going to close their eyes, and they aren't going to be able to see what's going on. Because that's what they chose. That That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's the awesome thing about God, is he gives us free will. It's also... One of the saddest things, too. Yeah, because we have a choice right. to choose evil. Right. We have a choice to either do good or bad. And I think yeah. far too many people choose bad, which is bad. horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's horrible. But when we come face to face with God, that's what we're going to get judged on. We were given that free will. Mm-hmm. You chose to do this. I gave you opportunity after opportunity. I sent my son to die for you. To save your soul, to save your eternity, and this is what you did. You destroyed innocent people's lives. You destroyed innocent people's businesses that worked hard and gave up their life savings for that. Yeah, they reject God. You murdered innocent people that were just trying to defend their their families or their businesses. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be one good excuse that anyone's going to be able to have when they're face-to-face with their maker. There's not one excuse that is going to be good enough. <clears throat> Not at all. Yeah. So as you got First Corinthians. Okay. It's 9 through 11, so... First Corinthians 6, right? Yeah, 6, okay. 9 through 11. Or do you not know that the unrighteous... The, that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, no, not, sorry, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of, kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Wait, so that means that not everyone's getting into heaven? That means most people aren't getting into heaven. But then again, you got to blame that back on the churches. Mm-hmm. Because they don't talk about this stuff. Nope. They say, God loves you no matter what. But right there it says, God loved loved you that he gave his son for you. That's not mm-hmm. something that's going to happen every day. Mm-hmm. As long as we stay, or as long as people stay in sin, you're basically nailing Jesus back up on the cross every single time. Yeah. Basically saying, I don't really give a rip what you did for me. Mm-hmm. And that's a horrible attitude to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus came once. He ain't coming again except to destroy the evil. And, and, to, bring bring and to bring judgment and justice. That's exactly right. So then... <clears throat> We're going to jump to 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6. And that says, Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. 
in their case, the God of this world, who is Satan, Mm -hmm. has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I think that was what was most disappointing with this whole media blackout and seeing, you know, people that call themselves Christians darken everything. Because the first thought was, but Jesus is light. We're supposed to be a light in darkness. If you are dark and you're shutting down any opportunity to spread God's light, mm-hmm. what what was what's the point of that? Yeah. yeah. Same with even churches closing their doors. Yep. People need Jesus mm-hmm. now more than ever. And if yeah. you're closing your doors and, and not speaking up, and standing in solidarity with evil, you're not doing anybody any good. Because that's saying that, or instead of saying that, you know, we have Jesus, which is what other people need, by shutting down, by closing their doors, by not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're kind of saying that we have nothing that you need, which yep. is not true. Right. Because people need Jesus. They need that hope. Yep. And for people to close down or whatever... People aren't getting that hope. No. So many people do rely on media. They rely on going to church. Right. And when you close that down, you take away what they know. But here's here's the kicker on that. This was a perfect opportunity from this bull coronavirus that is mm-hmm. just the flu renamed. And everyone, including the churches and pastors, shutting their doors. That was an amazing opportunity for Satan to swoop in. Cause more chaos, more evil, more lawlessness, more rebellion, and yet again, no one's being held accountable. And if you aren't held accountable now, if you don't get disciplined now, you're going to be in a world of hurt when all hell breaks loose in the end. Mm -hmm. And And that's scary. Yeah, I was going to say, instead of closing things down and giving Satan an opportunity... People could have stayed open and there could have been a revival Mm -hmm. because they were standing on faith and they're saying we have the power and the authority to heal people. So if anyone is sick, they can come to the elders, like the Bible says, we'll lay our hands on you and pray over you. Right. And would God not have healed those people? Right. Would, Would Jesus have shut his doors or walked away from the opportunity to heal people, to do his father's work, which he came to earth to do and that's what we're supposed to do you're going to say something else go ahead in the bible it talks about how like the apostles and stuff would lay their hands on the sick and during Mm -hmm. this coronavirus how we're not even supposed to be six feet next to each other we're not supposed to touch each other or lay our hands on each other or like anything like that so that's just yeah they're, (laughs) they're trying to remove god and hope and faith out of everything. Yeah. And people really need to wake up and see what's really going on. It's not about a virus. It's not about racism. It's not about all this. Satan, he knows his time is short. Yeah. And he is throwing out everything he possibly has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's going to drag as many people down with him 
as possible. And I pray to God that people's eyes will open and understand exactly what's happening, that they repent because we are, we are running out of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see it, which we're going to keep talking about. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Corey, you have the Isaiah 311, I think. Yep. Isaiah 311. Okay, I had the sticky note covering up the three. <laughs> Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for what has... Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me start over. Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for what his hands have dealt out shall be done to him. Amen. I guess I put those in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so people that think that they're getting away with their stuff right now... Mm-hmm. Like, I've posted numerous times, evil will only be able to get away with this for so long. Yeah. And then justice is coming. Mm. One way or another, justice is coming. Yeah. Throughout the Bible, it talks about how the wicked, they think that God doesn't see them. Mm -hmm. They think that they can get away, but God sees it all. Oh, yeah. And he is waiting to bring vengeance. He's going to redeem his people. Yeah. All the blood that has been shed... um, or his people's blood that has been shed. God's going to redeem that. Yeah. He's going to bring vengeance because those are his people. Yeah. And yeah. wickedness has no right to take their lives, has no right to kill them. So God's going to bring judgment on all the wicked people. Yeah. And that does bring some hope for me because if something does happen to me, it's like God's got my back. Right. And But it is sad for all the wicked people because they're going to be judged so severely for what they've done to God's people. Right. But so are pastors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people that claim to be teachers of God's word. Mm-hmm. Those that have kept their mouths shut and haven't spoken the whole word, which even says at the end of the Bible, mm-hmm. that if you add to or take away, mm-hmm. so will be your punishment. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, well, I want to say it's in Matthew... But it says that the pastors will be judged, or the leaders will be judged more severely than yeah. really anyone, because... They're supposed to be teaching, they're leading, teaching. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not leading people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're supposed to be shepherding God's flock. Right. Which I think we'll get to in the second part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're kind of connecting, you know, we're making connections here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Joss, you got the First Corinthians. Yep. The First Corinthians fifteen thirty-three, right? Yep. Okay. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Mm-hmm. That's also, I think, mentioned in Proverbs. Yeah. And that's what we see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple bad people to say, you know, we're doing this for good, and this is for justice, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All you people marching... Why don't you let God bring justice? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to prove? That you can be evil and destructive? Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Humans are capable of that sort of thing. Yeah. But to destroy so many lives mm-hmm. based innocent off lives. one... Yeah, innocent lives. And kill people for a man that... Was a criminal. Was a criminal. And... Justice was already served. I mean, they arrested all the police officers, and they are going to go and face trial. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let justice be served that way. The judicial system that our God-fearing founding fathers put into place. <laughs> right. And not that the justice system isn't flawed, because yeah. obviously we're seeing 
people like Pelosi and Obama and Clinton get away with their lawlessness and yeah. bad behavior, and no one's held them accountable, but their time is coming as well. Mm-hmm. Justice is coming for them. Um, and if it's not by we the people, it will be by God. And it'll be far severe than anything we the people could come up with. Mm-hmm. So that gives me a little bit of hope, too. As horrible as that sounds, but justice needs to be served one way or another. And it is coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is coming. Um, So then we're going to go into Luke 12, uh, 54 through 56. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once a shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how in, how to interpret the present time? That's kind of what we we're talking about. We, we, Christians and followers of Christ, know we're in the end times. Mm-hmm. God told us everything. Yeah. The Bible is literally the basic instructions before leaving earth, which I always <laughs> love that, Yeah, you know, because it is, it's basic instructions. It tells us exactly what's going to happen. So we already saw this coming. We just didn't know we were going to be here for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm kind of surprised by how it's come about. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been absolutely bizarre. I was thinking it'd be like worse in a weird way, yeah. not starting out with a cough. Right, right. I wasn't expecting that at all. Right, and then people fear, man. I, mm-hmm. I was. It's shocking to see how fearful people are. They just mm-hmm. handed over all their rights mm-hmm. because they were fearful over the flu, which we deal with every year. You know, people act like the coronavirus and stuff is the worst thing that the world has had to deal with, that America has had to deal with. It. Isn't it hasn't even come close. Mm-hmm. We've no. dealt with far worse nuclear warfare. We've dealt with wars. We've dealt with so many things, and it's like it's a cough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and y'all are afraid of a cough. Right, right. Wasn't expecting it. No, no. Um, Ezekiel twenty-eight is if you want to get that one. Okay, it's verse twenty-three, and it says, "For I will send pestilence into her." And blood into her streets, and the slain will fall in her midst. Sorry, and the slain will fall in her midst by the sword that is against her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Yeah, we're definitely seeing it. Mm -hmm. And pestilence, could you um, disease? Okay, Mm -hmm. coronavirus, (laughs) flu. I mean, disease, all of it. Yeah, people might think that God is in control. He's allowing these things to happen. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people take everything that's going on between the coronavirus and all of the riots and everything. Hopefully people take that and they turn to God. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's there for. Yeah. Satan is dishing out a lot of evil right now. Yeah. And really, it you cannot sit on the fence. That's why God talks about the lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to spit those people out. And people it's be that worse than and it, being cold. Absolutely, it's gonna it's gonna be far worse because you're going back and forth. You know, kind of following the tide. If if people are 
you know, jumping on the whole uh, racist type thing or whatever, um, you're you're not really following God. But then you want justice, so then you follow God or whatever it is. You're not either cold or hot. Yeah. And that is far worse mm-hmm. for God because yeah. he says he will spit you out. Yeah. When you're cold, we already know where you stand. Yeah. When you're hot for God, we already know where you stand. Mm-hmm. It's those people that waver that are probably the most dangerous because they haven't got a clue. Well, I think in Jude, it talks about people like that and how they're just kind of like a, a boat being tossed in the mm-hmm. wind. Something on the wave, something along those lines. They're unstable. Right. It's, um, and I think, I'm hoping, nope, I think, that <laughs> this time where we are is definitely separating a lot of people because mm-hmm. people are now having to choose. Yep. They can no longer live comfortably on the fence. Right. They either have to choose God or they have to choose the world because those lines are being made very clear. Yeah. And let's Hopefully. be clear, it really isn't the world, it's Satan. Yeah. You're either going to choose good or evil. You're either yeah. going to choose God or you're going to choose Satan. Yeah. You, you will have to choose. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The, the lines are drawn mm-hmm. and you will have to pick a side. One way or another, you will have to pick a side. Yeah. And this coronavirus thing has, you know, enabled people to see like churches and stuff. They're real colors. Yeah. And the stuff behind the fancy buildings and the supposedly nice people who really, in reality, don't have any relationship with God. There's mm-hmm. no fruit being born either. No. They're just talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people can talk. Satan talks. Mm-hmm. Demons talk. And they just... They don't... They don't really... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and leads people astray. Even Satan knows the word of God. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so do the demons. It's having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Right. That's when you have to know God's word to discern what's right and wrong, so you right. can combat Satan. Yeah. yeah. calls for wisdom, which is what God's people need right now, More is a mind of wisdom. Yeah. And there's a whole book on wisdom and how important it is. Read it. Yeah, Yeah, Proverbs is, well, the book of wisdom pretty much, and it's... It's there. For the taking. (laughs) Soak it all in. I mean, you know, it's there. Who doesn't want to be more wise or more knowledgeable or more understanding? Right. You can have that. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the beginning of fearing God is wisdom and knowledge. Fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) So then, Josh, you got Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians ten fourteen, right? Eleven, 11 fourteen. 14. Yeah. Oh, I was reading the wrong thing. I think I read <laughs> <laughs> fourteen. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Wow. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you let right into up. that. <laughs> yeah, back it up just a little bit. <laughs> I don't think there's any need to read. No, we just had a whole discussion. Yeah. There's a scripture to back up what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. You know, if you hear pastors and these reverends and stuff talking, verify in God's word that what they're saying is true. Yeah. Because Satan will come alongside and make everything seem like it's of God, but there's going to be just slight differences that will make it sound good. 
but it's still a lie, mm-hmm. and it's not of God. And you've mm-hmm. got to be very cautious mm-hmm. and and pay attention to those things. And I guess we need to remember that Satan and demons have come in the form of humans. Yeah, well, we see we see them on our streets right now. Yeah, but even like in the Bible, in either Matthew, it might be in all of the Gospels, but anyways, when... There were the demons and the human bodies, and they came, and Jesus was right in front of them. And he, Jesus cast them out into the herd of pigs. Yep. <laughs> the demons possess somebody. Mm-hmm. And we, anybody that says demons don't possess people anymore, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Who says that? <laughs> oh, I've heard pastors say that. Wow. But I guess those would be the same pastors that don't believe that hell exists. So, like, have you read the Bible? <laughs> yeah, let me you might smack want to read. you upside the head. <laughs> Even just reading the Bible, some of the, I guess you could say, symptoms, they parallel the symptoms of like seizures. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you lose complete control over your body, yeah. so that could be signs that someone actually is possessed. But, People just say it's seizures, but they also say it's unimaginable strength. And how many criminals have we seen hopped up on drugs Mm -hmm. and foaming at the mouth, which is another symptom of demon possession, Mm -hmm. where they're so strong, a cop can shoot them two or three times and they still don't go down. Yeah. Sorry, but that would be a demon-possessed person. Yeah. I I would qualify that as that. I think I remember you showing us a video once and there was like three, four cops trying to take down this one guy and they pepper sprayed him. I think they shot him with tasers and he still did not go down yeah yeah Yeah, he didn't feel anything yeah um so yeah but so the next one and i apologize it's i'm reading the whole chapter of matthew 24 because it does talk about the signs of the end Mm -hmm. and it's important that people hear this whole thing i want you to hop in the bible and read it over and over again pay attention and pray over it yeah So, here we go. So, Matthew 24. Jesus left the temple and was going away when when his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when... Will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, which couldn't be more true than what we're seeing right now. Mm -hmm. 
But the one who endures to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of earth to the other. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware, until the flood came and swept them all away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night that thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom his master has set over his household, to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. 
Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is so much to that one chapter. Oh, yeah. I actually read some of that chapter last night. Did you? Yeah. It, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is exactly what we're seeing and, and the things that are going on. And the utter lawlessness and disrespect <laughs> and just the evil. But you see how much hate there is now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like God called it. I mean, you know, the Bible's never been proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And even scientists can't deny that either. So, anyways, um, Corey, you got Luke 17. 20 through 26. Okay. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And he answered, sorry, and he said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look there, or look here. Do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. You know, it's interesting, and I've heard this said before. Um, The Bible ends at Revelation, and you don't hear about our generation because we are the last generation. Mm -hmm. The Bible is written for us to give us that information we need because there's not going to be anybody after us. This is, this is it. This is done. Yeah. The, it's pretty interesting because I never thought about it that way, but when you read it, we are the last generation. Mm-hmm. There's not anything past us. It's pretty, again, pretty exciting and kind of scary at the same time <laughs> yeah. because you can't, you don't get another chance at this. Mm-hmm. And even just thinking about life after this world, and eternity, it actually kind of hurts my brain just trying to think about it and to wrap my head around it because you can't really understand it, not when you're here. Right. And it is something that you have to remember that all of this is temporary, all of this will end. Yeah. And there, if you're, you've repented, you're following God, you've been saved, and I mean actually saved. Um, Your faith and trust is in Him, and I'm talking whole faith, not... Just bits and pieces. Yeah, that's be all of it. Um, then you have a life that you can look forward to. You have eternal life yeah. in paradise. That's what Jesus called it. It was paradise, right. and that needs to be what makes all of this worth it. Right? Because it's either you get paradise or you get eternal darkness Pain, in the lake of fire, torture, and you're all alone. 
in your eternity is regret. It's being reminded of everything that you've done. It's all that guilt. Everything that is absolutely evil, yep. you are surrounded by for all eternity. And demons that will torture you and rip you to shreds. Yeah. Um, the last scripture in this first half of the podcast we want to say is uh, Revelation 21, verse 27. Um, and this is just to kind of reiterate that lawless people, that evil people, people that are not redeemed, their salvation hasn't been secured. It says, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, which is heaven. Mm-hmm. Nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. You got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yep, you got to pray continually. You need to repent for your sins. You need to run away from your sinful lives and not continue to live in it. Right. That's why. You know, that whole saying, once saved, always saved, is a lie. Mm-hmm. Because it says in the Bible, you have to continually work out your salvation. Mm-hmm. It is not a one-and-done deal. You have to continually work at it. It's a relationship with God. Well, yeah, in any relationship, whether it's between siblings or uh, mother-daughter or father-son or marriages or whatever, it's work. You need to work on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's active. That's exactly right. So I'm glad that we got through this first half of the podcast. That's very important. And uh, we look forward to the second half coming uh, pretty shortly. God bless you all and God bless America.